The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman and we are back on the Blitz hour number two 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message. Aaron will read it. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And if you're confused, well, that's okay. So are we. Uh, we're just filling in today for... Uh, John and Lance, and then uh, Lance will be on this afternoon, 4 to 6, filling in for us so that he can get a little sleep and do all his draft analysis uh, for you guys. Has his uh, second, third round mock hit yet? I would imagine it has. I I believe so. He had to have it ready before he left here last night Mm. or this morning, I guess. I was was looking for it, but I couldn't find it. Um, But I wasn't looking too hard. Abaz asking, where do you think Mond is going to go? You know what? That's, uh, I think guys like Mond and Kyle Trask, that's... uh, I think, like, look at somebody like the Steelers, who will eventually need a Roethlisberger replacement and could develop a guy like that. Uh, I, I could see them doing that. Uh, I think somebody. I think they both go tonight. I think Mon goes. Oh, they'll before. go at some point. Yeah. Sure. But you think Mon goes what? I think Mon goes before Trask. Oh, I don't. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, I I don't. Frankly, I don't think either one of them is an NFL quarterback. But I think a lot of guys who got drafted yesterday weren't NFL quarterbacks. Well, so. I mean, they, you're always going to miss with that. But, um, yeah, and that's that's the thing. It, again, it just so much depends on where they land. Mon just is too stiff for me. He's, he's like a, the good athlete that played quarterback because he was the best athlete his whole life. And then he... I mean, he was good at A&M, but he wasn't, to me, a game-changer kind of guy. Yeah. And still, Curtin wouldn't mind trash to Pittsburgh. I, I think that's another guy. They'll, they'll look at those two, um, and maybe the kid from Stanford, too. But you know, I, I don't see anything on NFL.com, like any mock drafts. No, so. it doesn't. Maybe they because they didn't publish maybe this until got, 8 a.m. Yeah, maybe they've yesterday. got all their stuff turned in, and then uh, NFL.com is going to post it at some point today. Um. The Steelers just re-signed Rudolph. I, that's not going to preclude them from taking a project quarterback. He's, no. a, he's a backup. And, and frankly, you don't want him on the field ever. We saw what happened with him. Um, and a lot of people still ask him, what do you, uh, we've talked about Peyton Turner a lot in the first hour. Uh, I think uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a reach there, but I really like the kid's upside. My only concern is quality competition. Very productive player, very good kid. Um, the kind of guy you want on your team. He's physical enough to to play. I, I think he'll he'll do fine against the run at first. Uh, he, I don't know if he'll develop into a pass rusher against NFL tackles. That's my one concern. But 
hey, Sean Payton knows what he's doing. Uh, so, uh, no, Houston did not have any picks last night, and they they will at some point tonight. And I would see said mine did pretty damn well against SEC defenses. Let's not pretend like uh, the SEC defenses he faced last year were the one other than Alabama. And even Alabama's defense wasn't what it, was it, what it usually is. Um, and he did pretty well in a shortened, weird season. I don't think he ever developed into what he could have been. And, you know, I, I do think, well, you guys, you, you love your damn quarterbacks. It doesn't matter whether they can play or not. Ryan Tannehill guy, Johnny Manziel guy. Hey, he was great for you in college. Appreciate that. No, it was great for UH in college. Case Keenum. Yeah. Did I ever think he was going to be an NFL player? Did I ever think he could have the year he had with the Vikings? No. But that's okay. I, I don't know who loves their, their guys more, LSU fan or Aggie <clears throat> fan. Oh, that's close. At least LSU fans usually right because <laughs> they have better players. But I don't know. We shall see. Uh... Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. We talked a little bit about the, uh, you know, the Rogers rumors and what's going on there. My guess is nothing. Mm. Just like my guess with Russell Wilson was nothing will happen. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be curious now that nothing happened with the, the towel guy. <laughs> uh, also unsurprising. Yeah. I, I think now you just sit back and wait. Until he settles everything, you find out what the suspension's going to be, and then you trade him. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I'd wait till the price goes back up. Well, yeah, now there's really no downside. Unless you were going to get a, a surefire first-round pick last night. Now, I mean, it's it's... I mean, his trade value right now, we all look at it as about zero. So if he improves it any, you'll take that. And the truth is, anything that you trade him for, if if they had traded for, let's say they traded for a first rounder last night, all you're doing is taking one year of that guy's five years and basically lighting it on fire because the Texans aren't going to be competitive next year, no matter what, no matter who they took with that pick. If they had the third pick in the draft and they took Trey Lance or, or Mac Jones or Justin Fields or whoever, all you would be doing is is lighting one of that guy's five years on fire. And I've been, you know, I mean, you've heard what I've said about quarterbacks. You know, I, I want these guys on rookie deals, which means you don't really have time to waste. See, I, I don't I don't think it's as simple as lighting a year on fire because if, if you're drafting a quarterback like that, year one, you're not going to be a contender. I mean, even, I, I don't think the, the 49ers are Super Bowl contenders with Trey Lance year one. I don't, I don't know that Trey Lance is going to play year one. And, well, that's... My point, you're but burning four, a year, right? You are, that, well, but the let, let me finish. Also let me finish but let me finish. You can use that as a developmental year for a guy like that. You get them out there, they learn the game, so that when you get players around them, they're better. Oh, like, like the Texans did with David Carr, you mean. You oh, throw oh, them out yeah. there with a bunch of trash cans and just hope for yeah, the best. Yeah, let's go back to a 2002 expansion team. Is it going to be any that's different? apt. Look at the team they've got now. He's it is apt. No, it's not. They actually have an offensive line, which they did not have back oh, then. Oh, boy. You with this mm. offensive line. Uh, come on. You, you're going to seriously <laughs> con- compare what they have now 
to the to the expansion team with the Seth Wands. They've got of the, the worst roster in the league, Fred. They do have the worst roster in the league, but the offensive line is not it. Okay, so there's one thing. What receivers is he throwing to? He's what, like, throwing to Brandon Cooks, who had a thousand yards last all year. All right. Well, hell, the Texans are going to be good again. No, right, nobody's Fred? saying they're going to be good. Well, stop acting like they don't have a t- like. This is not a good spot to develop a quarterback. This team is not a good a good team to put out a, a young quarterback with. There's no way you can think that. Depends on the quarterback. Some guys need that year to develop. Like, like okay. I mean, honestly, you act, you, you act like sitting him a year is okay, but drafting on a bad team and letting him play is not. What's the difference? You're burning a year. You the 49ers are. are burning a year. What the hell is the difference? Because presumably with the 49ers, year two, they will already be contenders. Because the 49ers, hell, they're damn near contenders with Jimmy Garoppolo today. Well, yeah, I think they are if they stay healthy. Last year was, was a disaster. So the, the Texans... No matter what happens this year, it's not like they're contending next year. They're not. They're a long way from that. But again, what I don't understand for this, for this to work, for this using young quarterbacks and letting them graduate thing to work, you have to at some point build up a roster and then drop a guy into it, drop a quarterback into it. No, I get that, but I'm not. I'm not following that strategy. I'm also saying if you're going to draft a quarterback high and your team, every team, hell, the Bengals suck, right? Mm-hmm. That was a developmental year for year for Burrow. Didn't get a chance to play the whole thing because he got hurt. Because guess what? They didn't protect him. But, I mean, you benefit from that. Now, by the by the end of, like, four or five of that contract, if they're going to be good, if he's good, then that's your window. You're never going to have more than a two-year window with any of these cats under your, under your deal that you're doing unless you do it right, which, again, it doesn't have to be five years. It can be seven Could if be. you do it right. So that's not enough of a window for a quarterback. No, it is. Okay, but I like I said. So, so like realistically, and we know they're not going to be good in seven years because they have the dumbest owner in the league. They have a, a a wombat for a GM, and they got a Jesus guy running around. But theoretically, a team in seven years with an elite quarterback could be good enough to contend for a Super Bowl, possibly even if you drafted him this year. So. Theoretically, if you have somebody who knows what they're doing. But does it not make more sense to build the rest of the team and then drop a quarterback into a ready-made situation? If you can. I mean, a lot of it depends on when you're drafting that high. And, you know, I think that's that's where, and especially the price you have to pay to get up there. But let's look at the, like, look at the Jets. Would they have been better off not taking Zach Wilson and taking Penny Sewell to have another tackle? Probably. Maybe. Uh, but theoretically, now the Jets, much like the Texans. Well, the Jets did draft a left tackle a year ago. Then, Yeah, but the, the rest of their good. offensive line is pretty much garbage. They could use another one. They could use a guard. They could use uh, more on defense. They, they uh, could use a lot of things. Yeah, we agree. you could have taken Kyle Pitts. But if, you, but if you're the Jets, you don't assume you're going to be picking that high next year. Right? You can't assume that. Well, I mean, you have to the, assume you're taking in the top ten every year. Yeah, I, I mean, know that. It's safe to assume at some point you're, that's what you are. Mm. <laughs> but it's like the Lions. I, oh no, no, When are we going to pick in the top ten again? Well, next year. I mean, and then the year after. <laughs> but, and the year but, after. but the problem with teams like that is they don't think that they think they're going to turn it around. And you know what? And that's why. I, and I'm not. And I'm not using the Texans as an example here. But I would say if they'd had that pick, then. You take Trey Lance because there's not, to me, a big difference between him sitting out a year and him getting out there and playing for a year. You still have 
and and you're like, don't waste the one year out of there. You're going to waste at least one or two years, no matter where you go. With I these think cats. If the, it, the smart. I think a lot smarter thing to do for the Texans would have been to trade out of that pick. I, I agree, and end up with a, a Patrick Sertain and and more first round picks next year. Yeah, now that I would have been totally fine with, and because I think getting a trailing, getting a quarterback, a developmental quarterback at that, and throwing him into this mess. Does him no favors, not a single favor. But maybe, to develop but maybe you do the same thing that the 49ers theoretically do, and you don't play him next year. You just teach him. That, and that's why I'm saying it's not any different. Well, the, except the, 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 the 49ers have a, a a genius head coach and, and a good GM, and they have a good team, and they know what they're doing. And, and the, the Texans have a first year head coach, uh, a GM who is a, a puppet. Let's put it. He's nicely. a wombat. He's uh, a wombat. That's what he is. He just he just lays there. Oh, the player, the player. Right, right, right. Nick, Nick. No, I, I, and I'm not. I'm not trying to argue with it with you that that'd be a good move for the Texans, but because I don't think anything's a good move for the Texans because I think they're a bunch of dumbasses. And Cal McNair's sitting up there with his finger up his nose. Hey, win the Super Bowl for Houston. And one fish, two fish is over there blue fishing it. Get him the hell out of here. Get him the hell out of here. Some Shout out on to the ES- fish. <laughs> Some blitz on ESPN 97.5.92.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Bauer and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz morning version. Hope you guys are having a good one. Be careful out there dodging the lightning and the thunder and the bad Texans takes. I mean, uh, somebody said we need to, Fred to call Easter be a snake in the AM. I think if, if you're going to put labels on them like this, Easter be's a snake, but he's like a coral snake, right? It's like he's kind of small and you don't really notice him. And if he bites you, it, it's bad because he has bad poison. I don't like any snakes. I know you don't like any snakes. Coral snake, though, that's Easterby. We were talking about this on Twitch. The reason Casario's a wombat is he's boring. Nobody goes to the zoo to see a wombat. Well, I don't know. I, you, like, maybe he's more like a uh, like a donkey, like a, like a zoo that has a donkey. Like It's like, why is this here? Like. But what zoo's going to have? You can see that anywhere. Yeah, you know what? Well, one of those that's cheap zoos that has a cow. Can I? Yeah, ca- yeah. yeah. Like, oh, look at our cow. Well, that's Cal McNair. So in the, I mean, because really, what well, what is Cal McNair sit there? I like my team. Is that your best cow moo? It's a start. I, I got to work on the cow moo. Come on, work. Let me hear it. Again. Let me hear it again. 
<laughs> I can't do it on demand. Come on. I can't do it on demand at 8.18 in the morning. Aaron? Oh, man. Uh, Let's hear your best cow sound. That's pretty terrible, too. Yeah. Easter Bee's kind of like that uh, that crappy ringmaster in a circus that like paints a zebra <clears throat> black and white and call or uh, a donkey black and white and calls it a zebra, basically. Okay, how about this? How about Casario is a burrow? Because I mean, you might actually see a burrow, even though it's really a donkey. It's just called a burrow because you know uh, because it's uh, that makes it more exotic. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Easter Bee Easter Bee a snake, Casario a burrow. And Cal a cow. That's funny right there. I feel like Cal is more like a uh, like uh-huh. a walrus. He's got that mustache. He's like... Yeah, you know. yeah. Although I kind of think walruses are cool. He's built kind of like a walrus. Yeah. I thought that was Romeo. No, Ro- Romeo was more like a... He's like a sea cow. Yeah. Manatee? <laughs> a, man- yeah. a manatee, yeah. Ugh. All right, I'll think more on the Casario thing. You need boring and useless. But otherwise, it seems like a burrow's useful. You can put packs on them and go into the mountains. The Casario can't do that. No. So I, I, need, I, need, a, I need a boring, useless animal that does absolutely nothing, but you look at it and you think it's okay. Like I'll a think, sloth. I'll think on it. Like a sloth. Like a panda bear. Yeah, but he, he, panda bears are cute. He's not cute. He's kind of cute. No, not really. He's, he's, and plus, he's he's got that weird sort of emaciated uh, prison movie look about him. Some people like that. What yeah. about an armadillo? Hmm. Rodent, boring, useless. I mean, it eats insects. Uh, yeah, you know eh. what? I, I think you're on the right track here. How about just a squirrel? No, because people say squirrels are cute. They're too. not cute, though. They're a- vile. AJ, AJ shoots them. Yeah, squirrels are disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Seven one three seven eight zero. The other Gilbert says, yeah, but Easter Bee isn't even at a good zoo. He's like one of those roadside zoos. Yeah, you see in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, yes, a lot of people still asking. We just we just switched for one day today. Ooh, cows and orangutan. That's pretty good. Are they smart though? I mean, just... yeah, they can be taught to do sign language, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I only know from what I've seen in Planet of the Apes, and you know, obviously that that was a really smart one who could do sign language. But that's just a movie. But I think that part has actually has basis in reality. Because okay. I've also seen the, like the videos of orangutans at the glass at the zoo, like messing and like drawing or drawing on the glass where like a pregnant woman standing there. And realizing that she's carrying life, I, I, think I feel like maybe smart. you're jumping to conclusions there. Mm, yeah, you sure you didn't see that in a movie? It could just be like that. Could be a. Mo- I mean, it was a video on YouTube. Could I don't be an orangutan that's into fat chicks. Like he's not thinking about life. He's just thinking about something to hump on. Well, I think it was a female because it also like drew around like the belly area and then did the whole like swaddling arm rake arm, like rocking a baby thing. A couple people on uh, a couple people on Twitch are mentioning possum, which is maybe a good, yeah, it's a good creature. Yeah, it's probably one that doesn't belong in a zoo. Yeah, which is good. I think that's because none of these guys belong in the zoo. 
Like if he's at if he's there, it means something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. It means like the real animals. One of them escaped, and so now now you've got a, a komodo dragon running around downtown Houston. Yeah, something's diseased here. <laughs> oh God! My brother said it's more like a petting zoo with like goats and lambs and does, just dumb animals that bend over yeah. randomly and eat your shirt. You know they could have proven us wrong with a draft pick last night. Look what well, we look. all you guys love Laramie Tunsil so much. Just shut up and take it. Uh, I still don't blame them for that. It just it's one of those that they gave up. More, you don't give up that much for a non quarterback. Period. Yeah, I, I I respectfully disagree. I think uh, again, I, I wouldn't have given up that much. But then you do. Then you do no, agree. No, because I, I just I think the blanket statement say you don't give up that much for a non quarterback. If there's one guy that can get you where you need to go, and at the time that was the guy they thought they needed, then you gamble like that. The, the Saints have done it like that for didn't work out with Davenport, but uh, the some, Saints didn't give up that much for they Davenport. Got two ones, though. yeah, pretty sure. All right. So I mean, it's not like they're, they're the only team that's ever done that, and so I, I think it depends on the situation. How many times has it worked? Uh, well, what what the Bills gave up a one last year for Diggs that that seemed to work out. That's a single first round draft. Didn't they, pick. didn't they give up like a two also or a three? No, I think they just gave up the, the first round pick for Diggs. I, I think there was more than one pick involved in that. I have to go back and look. But, you know, and, and usually that's the price for a receiver is a one, right? I mean, depends on the receiver, but. Yeah, except for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. But I, I'm not going not gonna to hindsight beat them up over that because where, where, I, where I hindsight beat them up over that is like you made that trade, which I thought, okay, a lot to pay, but that's. A player that might put you over the top, but then you let Jadeveon Clowney walk. No, they swapped around some fifth, sixth, seventh round type picks too. Okay. What did the uh, the Ram- Vikings sent back a seventh? The Bills sent a fifth. And what a did sixth. the Rams give up for Jalen Ramsey? Um, because I think that's. Let me see. Pretty sure that was two firsts. Yeah, that's what people are saying on the Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks traded two ones for Adams. Again, none of these have worked. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not yet. I think we'll we'll learn. From, we'll find out on the Rams this year. We'll find out on the on the uh, the Seahawks this year too. If it doesn't work this year, oh oh oh, oh. not good. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's that's what I said. I don't think you can say never do it, but. If the Rams, if Matt Stafford really makes the Rams a Super Bowl contender, I mean, they, had, I mean, Jalen Ramsey's still one of the best in the league. Those guys sure. are hard to find. So that's where you, you know, if you can get that kind of guy. <laughs> they also they also traded and, for him and then signed him to a five year extension. Yeah, which the Texans weren't smart enough to do. No, let, let's stop using the Texans as an example. They're not smart enough to do anything. Well, they're who we're talking about. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, you. No, it started talking about that. Then it just like you never trade more, I, I more than would, one I, one I for a non quarterback. I don't think you do. But you know, I, I I think the right guy, like Jalen Ramsey, to me was the best corner in the game. You're not getting the best corner in the game with your twentieth pick of the first round. And so, would you rather have two average guys or have that guy? I'm fine. So answer this. In hindsight, if you could give back Laramie Tunsil and get all the picks, you'd rather have those picks, right? If I'd known that, well, see, that's the thing. In hindsight, it's it's easy because 
I didn't know that they were going to be a total trash heap last year and have the third overall pick. If I knew that two years ago, say, oh, yeah, they're, you know, that's what's going to happen. And then Deshaun's going to turn into a, a alleged sexual assaulter. <laughs> then, of course, you'd rather have those picks. But that that's why it's, at the time, you didn't expect any of this. and We couldn't see any of this coming. No. We, we really couldn't. And if, and you know, I, I think we would expect them to be picking 25th or 22nd this year. And then it's not that big a deal. But the fact that, you know, they totally fell apart and, and won four games with your alleged elite quarterback playing every game. Playing well. Yeah. I mean, and your expensive left tackle playing well. The problem was you only had you two still players suck. on the whole team. So, yeah, uh, JJ, you had him. Yeah, he was. He was. He, he wasn't was, elite, but he wasn't. No, he wasn't a he, negative. He wasn't ne- a negative. He just wasn't. He wasn't very. He wasn't great on that team. I think he was pretty average. Guys who aren't a negative. I mean, he was. Was he their third best player last year? Maybe. I think he was. Maybe it. It just depends because. Ugh. Yeah, it it, it kind of rotated. As to who their third place best player was, sort of week to week. Um, God, I hate this franchise so much. I, 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 yeah, listen, I'm not even defending them. I'm just, I'm just trying to say I, I'm not gonna bang them for that trade because at the time it, it looked like that. You know, it, I, I didn't start banging them for it until they traded Clowney right after that for nothing because we talked about this at the time. The year going before, all in. The Rams had gone all in. Guess what? Got them to a Super Bowl. I thought, okay, if you make this move, you're going all in. But then you're going to let Clowney walk for a third-round pick? That's not going all in. Well, you also got Barkevius uh, Mingo back in that deal. So and What, Jacob Martin? Yeah, who's still on the team, mind you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And ordinarily, this would be... Halfway through, right? Yeah, this would be the halfway yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. 90 in somebody's rear, as Joel used to say. I don't know. Yeah. I can't keep track of that. But, uh, all right. It'll be fine. We'll make it. We'll try our best. Yeah. If we don't, we die. What's the big deal? <laughs> and it happens. So, a lot of draft stuff. Uh, and, and like Bauer mentioned, don't forget the Texans also gave Seattle seven million of Clowney salary. That's yeah. an even dumber thing. Yeah, I mean they they paid to get rid of the guy on a, in in a, in a time when it looked like they were saying we're going for it right now. And you traded away one of your better players for literally nothing. 
And that's, that's and then paid him to go. Yeah, I mean, it that, doesn't make sense. That's what drives me nuts is you uh, you make the all in move, and then you follow it up. I mean, just let him play out the season with you. And he's trying to make more money. In retrospect, it wouldn't have got him over the top, but at least you're, you know, you're showing that you're trying to win. And instead, it was uh, yeah. It, uh, the the whole O'Brien thing just will never make sense to me with him as a GM. He's just such a dumb, and and he messed so much stuff up. So, you want to go over uh, some of the guys who may be picked today? Yeah, why don't we do that? Uh, I'll go through some of the interesting ones. Your Jags at thirty three, uh, Trevon Morig, safety TCU, and it says here. Interesting that Urban Meyer took the second running back before the safety value be damned, but Merrig is the best safety on the, in the draft and slid considerably after five quarterbacks mucked up the first round. Jacksonville gets essentially a third first-round pick here at the top of the second. Do, do you know what somebody says every year? That they're getting a, uh, they're getting a first-round yeah. pick at the top of the second. So uh, color me skeptical on that, but I wouldn't mind the pick. Uh, let's go to 35 Atlanta. Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. Love him. I do, too. Love him. Um, Miami from Houston. That's where it's even worse. They didn't just give up two firsts. Yeah, it, uh, the, I mean, the, this pick, too. I wish it was two firsts. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa, the uh, linebacker from Notre Dame. A lot of people were surprised he didn't get drafted last night. Um, who else is interesting? Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. Kind of surprised he didn't get drafted last night. Uh, 39 to Carolina. Uh, 41 to Detroit. Elijah Moore. Um, obviously, they, they they could have had their, you know, had they a handful of receivers with their first pick. They instead take the tackle, and uh, they get their receiver in round two. Uh, a guy you talked about the other day when we were going through the American, uh, Richie Grant, safety, Central Florida, to San Francisco at 43. Like He'll be a good player if he winds up there. Uh, 45, your Jags again. Asante Samuel Jr., cornerback, Florida State. Don't hate that. Okay. Let's go down to uh, 49, Arizona, Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver, LSU. I I would love that if he slipped that far. Could fit into the old Larry Fitzgerald spot. Yeah. Uh, Miami, Landon Dickerson, center, Alabama. Mm, that, that'd be just great. <laughs> Miami's going to get good, aren't they? They're already, they already won 10 games last year. Uh, 52, Tyson Campbell, cornerback, Georgia. Uh, that would be Chicago. That's that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good get there that late. And let's see. Yeah, maybe that's about it in the second round that's of note here. Oh, uh, I mentioned before Rondell Moore, uh, the wide receiver from Purdue. They've got him 59 to Cleveland. Um, sort of a a luxury uh, at that point, but he's a, a return guy and just a, a burner. Um, round three, Jay Tufeli, defensive tackle, Uf, U, uh, USC to Jacksonville. So there's your guy again. Um, a, tech, a Texas guy shows up. 
Joseph Osai, the uh, edge rusher. Actually, I think there was a tackle from Texas in round two. I just didn't mention him. Yeah. Uh, but Minnesota, Joseph Osai. Uh, yeah, I like him. I think he's he's really talented. He's, he stood out on the field from a talent standpoint. He just wasn't very productive. <laughs> I mean, he's one of those athletes, maybe not the best football player, but you can develop him because he certainly wasn't getting very good coaching there. 78, Davis Mills, quarterback, Stanford. That's the first quarterback uh, they have to to who that would be to Minnesota or to Minnesota, yep. Okay, which Minnesota is another team. You they're certainly going to start developing a guy. They need to, yeah, yeah. They they can't have nothing when Kirk Cousins decides to leave. Uh, Miami, oh my god, Miami again. Eighty one, Javante Williams, running back, North Carolina. What? Uh, eighty two, football team. Kyle Trask, Florida. Okay, that 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 seems about right. Um, anything? Oh, eighty-seven. Pittsburgh. Kellen Mond, quarterback, Texas A and M. And eighty-nine. Dylan Moses, linebacker, Alabama. Hey, where did I say that would be a good fit for Kellen Mond? Pittsburgh, you did. I think I did. I think yeah, I did. I think it. you already read this mock draft. I, That's what I it did was. not read that mock, mock draft. I that, don't even know who did it. That must have been it. Who did it? Uh, SI.com. I don't even oh. know who it is. Uh, 97, Michael Carter running back North Carolina to the Chargers. And uh, 101, Detroit, Nico Collins, wide receiver, Michigan. Uh, he, I think he's interesting. It's a big dude, uh, 50-50 balls kind of guy. Where are your Houston Texans? What's their first pick again? 67, I believe. How did I just skip over them? When did they... Uh, yeah, it's they they're, because it, they're boring. It must have been a boring-ass pick. Oh, here it is. Uh, 67, Rashad Weaver, defensive end, Pittsburgh. It says, the Texans need a total rebuild on defense. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah. If new defensive coordinator Lovey Smith is installing a scheme heavy on cover two concepts, Houston would desperately need an upgrade in the pass rush. Yes. Weaver isn't an edge burner, but he's a polished face-up pass rusher who can make an early impact. Excitement level? Oh man! And I'm not—I'm not doing that because it's eight forty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. That's the uh, the highlights of. Uh, I'll, I'll find out who actually wrote this thing. I'll mm. give him some credit since we used him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Gary Gramling and Connor Orr. So they tag teamed this thing apparently. Hmm. Grambling and Orr sounds like a bad law firm. Yeah, we'll lose your case. <laughs> uh, Black Bauer said no. The second round pick today was for Kenny Stills. Unbe- no, it, that it was one package. I mean, yeah, they all you, came you, over in the same deal. Yeah, you, you can't really say that was a Kenny Stills pick. I mean, it was part of the. And anyway, does that make you feel better? No, no, none of it makes you feel better. Kenny Stills. Okay, so here's here's the thing, because you asked me in hindsight. If I had a time machine and I could go back to right before Bill O'Brien made that trade and I knew what was going to happen, I could run over O'Brien in a car and it would have never happened. Yeah. Now, I don't know who would have wound up coaching and, and how things would have played out. You know, I'd have to go back in time and hypnotize Cal McNair. That's what ha- would have to happen. And tell him, okay, do this, this, and this, and this. And then they would have won the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't have gotten any credit anyway. Instead, we have this. 
is are there teams where you're like, I don't know how I feel about that guy, and then a certain team takes him, and you're like, oh, I bet he's better than I thought he was. Well, there's always a guy that when there's certain franchises, when they take a player, now, for, for the longest time, it was Seattle. Seattle would take guys, and I'm like, really? Well, the last few years, they've taken guys like that, and you're like, really? And then they don't pan out. Yeah. But it also depends a lot on position. Like, if the Steelers take a wide receiver tonight, that guy's going to be a player. I mean, they, they just they don't miss on second, third-round wide receivers. I mean, very rarely. The Ravens take anything but a wide receiver, it's going to be a good pick. Well, the Ravens took a wide receiver yesterday, uh, Rashad Bateman, the 27th overall pick, uh, Minnesota wide receiver. And he's a, a big body. They they look at him as like a a number one wide receiver. But the other guy that they took with thirty one in the the pick that they got from Kansas City for Orlando Brown is a guy named Jason Owe, uh, a linebacker from Penn State. Who had he's a pass rusher who had exactly zero sacks this season. That to me is like what. But then Baltimore takes him. I'm like, they yeah, must but, see something. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much he. I mean, would they play five games? Penn State. Yeah, five. Yeah, they six, didn't play maybe. a lot. Yeah, but Baltimore pass rushers. I feel like I'm just. I'm okay. I trust yeah, I, you. I, I blindly trust you. I trust you. They, they'll figure it. it. Really, Baltimore defense. I trust them. Yeah, uh, but I I would bet. I here's here's based on past performance. I bet you he turns out to be a better defensive player than the receiver does, an offensive player, because they can't pick they can't pick receivers, they they just suck at it. Yeah, but everything else are terrific at. It. No, Hollywood Brown isn't bad. Yeah, he's he's probably he's the, a, a, he's the sort best of a one. gadgety guy, but he's the best one that they've drafted. But historically, that's just not been their it's not strength. Yeah. But, but everything else, I totally trust him on. Now. You know what? The Steelers, I pretty much trust, not just with receivers. They tend to they draft defensive guys pretty well, too. Um, I tend to trust the 49ers, although they don't, they don't have picks anymore. And who do you trust with your breaks? Uh, new breaks. We know that. Because they're the best. And, uh, guys, maybe you're going to take a road trip this summer. Is you want to you want to get out of the house. You want to get away from the family. And you're already starting to hear a little squeaking in those breaks. Well, get it fixed now. Go to newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN, you're going to get 10% off, and here's what happens. They come to you. So if you're working, they'll come to your office. If you're at home, they'll come there. If uh, you need to get your mom's brakes fixed, you can send them to her place. They'll take care of it. You don't have to go to a shop. You don't have to go to a dealer. They come to you. They're super nice. They're very helpful. And uh, here's, here's the best part. You're going to save 20 to 50% off of what you would pay at a shop or a dealer. So why would you go in there when you can just stay at home and drink beer or vodka or whatever you want to drink and let them do all the work? And it's backed by a 24-month, 24,000-mile warranty, premium brake parts, and uh, just go to newbrakes.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. They'll get back to you within a couple of minutes with a transparent, surprise-free repair quote. Newbrakes.com, mention ESPN, 10% off. That's Newbrakes. This is the Blitz Blitz. on ESPN 97.5.
This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Presented by this Saturday's Fox Sports PBC pay-per-view. Featuring Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Chris Ariola in the main event. Watch it live this Saturday at 8 p.m. Central only on pay-per-view. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. I don't know why just seeing the Texans not have picks has just got me all pissed off again over this team. Uh, there's plenty of reason to be pissed off. It, it just the, the whole confederacy of dunces running the thing. Yeah, it, The fact that David Culley is your head coach. That you go and hire a sixty-plus-year-old guy who says the most important thing about football is the football. Durr. And Eric said maybe maybe Baltimore have better luck drafting wide receivers now that they have a new wide receiver coach. Maybe the Owen wasn't that good at evaluating mm-hmm. talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wasn't there the whole time they were drafting bad ones. So, uh, yeah, I I think uh, I, I I just it, it's so funny how. Somebody not doing something can make news for being idiots. Yeah. And hip-hop says, Fred, you have to cut off contact from your ex. Well, I still have to pay attention. You know, to, to me, this is like your ex dating a methy guy that that's going to uh, get her on drugs and everything, and your kids have to live with the methy guy. That's kind of how I feel about this. Is it, you know, my kids are having to live with, you know, Cal and Jack and... Nick, and they're going to wind up on meth or on alcohol at the age of four. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> yeah, because because that's that's who your ex is with. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Um, Asymmetric asking if we're doing a derby segment. I'll, I'll do one on Twitch. How about at nine fifteen or the nine the nine twelve break? Uh, I will give you a quick derby breakdown with some of the stuff that I've made available to the people and uh but, but we'll do it on Twitch that way although we got 4 hours maybe I could do one on air eh? <laughs> we'll see <laughs> it's up to you somebody says no love for Devin du- Duvernay no I, I don't like him yeah. uh I I don't pretty average at best um he's a warm body yeah yeah so I don't usually get to listen this early. Why are, why are you on? Is this permanent? No. John and Lance retired from radio yesterday. I don't know if you heard. And we had to uh, make a quick decision. They got into a fight, and it was uh, overwhelming for both of them emotionally. And they're gone now. They couldn't decide who got Dell in the divorce, so. So he's gone, too. He's in the system but, now, in the wind. But I think there's a good chance that... You'll hear going, a show just like them this afternoon. I think they're going to reconcile by 4 o'clock this afternoon. I, if, if, I'm a, if I were a betting man. If the weather holds up, they'll reconcile. Yeah. <laughs> there's a good chance. Oh, man. And hip-hop says kind of like uh, your ex has Watson as the babysitter for your teenage daughter. Yes. Yes. Although, as far as we know, he didn't teenage it. I mean, he didn't ask for their ID. The mm-hmm. oldest perfection in the world. It's not like I asked for their ID. Uh, all we care about is with the Derby is the Mattress Mac bet. If the favorite wins the furniture you buy it before is free. Yeah, I'm all I'm well aware of Mattress Mac's thing. I'm also well aware of the fact that... Are you saying Mattress Mac is running a scam? 
No, it's, it's great marketing is what it is, which okay. is what he's always been good at. And, and what he does is he gives you that deal, and then he goes and bets a bunch of money on the horse. So if the horse wins, it's covered. Here's what I like. And he, do, he does that with all the stuff, and it makes perfect sense. I like when Mattress Mac gives you a choice. And he says, if this team wins, you get it free, or you like you get to decide which side you want. Like he becomes a bookie. Yeah. With this, it's basically like, okay, here you can have this deal, and then I'm just going to bet the other side. I like when he takes a little on both sides. Like, remember, he was like, if a Republican wins the presidential nominee, or if a Democrat wins, it, you know, whichever side you say that, then you. I think that was 2016. Uh, like if, if Trump won, you were and you said that Trump was going to win, you got a bunch of free furniture. Uh, if you said that uh, Hillary Clinton was going to win and and she won, you were going to get a whole bunch of free furniture. And I'm guessing Mattress Mac made a killing on that thing because most people thought Trump wasn't going to win, and he won. So I, that, for some reason, I don't I don't like it when Mattress Mac picks his side. And then says, uh, "All right, now you guys want to go against me? You can get some free furniture." Well, but, I mean, but again, he's brilliant marketing because he's really pushing the fact that right, now let's throw out the fact that there was a derby run in September last year that was pointless. Um, <laughs> but the what, six of the last seven favorites have won in May when when it's run at its usual time, and that's because they went to this point system. And so he's telling you, "Here's an eighty-five percent chance for you to get your furniture for free." Yeah, so it's great marketing. It's very smart. It gets people interested in the Derby, and but all he does is go and bet, you know, a few million the other way, and he gets all the publicity in the world. Everybody writes about it. Everybody talks about it. I think it's brilliant. You know, from a from a handicapping standpoint, I don't. I think the horse is very beatable, and in fact, I've got two long shots that I'm using. That uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. To me, it's it's about value. Everything's about value. There's no value on a two to one shot, and. So I'm looking at 30 and 40 to one. All right. So there. But, yeah, and he's done that with the Astros. He did it with UH in the final four. If UH wins, you get it. Um, it, it's, it. It gets him great marketing. He's he's out in front in the gambling world, too, which is, is pretty cool. So I, I give him nothing but props for all that. I think it's pretty smart. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is the number. If you want to get in this morning at 850 Four in the morning. It doesn't feel like eight fifty four now. I have to admit, feels like uh, what six forty five. I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel like it's almost nine o'clock. No, I, I I I really feel like I'm in some kind of weird time machine. This feels more like we're doing like a one to four show or twelve to four, as it turns out. Because I guess it's because I've been up for so damn long already. And now I'm like, ah, yeah, it feels like the afternoon. It's just dark and there's tornadoes out what there. What time did you wake up? Uh, well, the first time was like 3.30 to take the dog out, but I went right back to sleep and got up at 5.15. Well, what time did you go to bed? About 10. Okay. So, I, mean, I, got, I mean, I did okay for me. I stayed up to watch the end of the first round. Like I, yeah, I had to sacrifice that. Yeah, I probably should have sacrificed that. But I've, I've said before, I have a hard time going to bed. Like, I can't go to bed at 10 o'clock. It's just, it's just not in me. I, I, I mean... If you said, okay, AJ, you work the morning show now, I would have it would take a lifestyle adjustment for me, and eventually I would start going to bed at a decent hour and you know be, being able to wake up. Or, or you just, for a one-time thing. Uh, or you just don't go to bed at a decent hour, and then you go home and take a nap right after. I mean, honestly, when I did mornings in Austin, I, I spent more than my share of nights at the studio. Like, just 
I would use the, uh, we had the, the, uh, the foam that was on the wall for soundproofing and I would just take a chunk down, roll it up, use it as a pillow and, uh, and I'd get up raring to go the next day. Yeah. When we were over at uh, the old place, there are many times I slept in that one Oh four studio. Yeah. Which was nice, actually. Oh, yeah. It was nicer than my that apartment. Little concert at the time. room. Yeah, it was certainly nicer than my car. I mean, just say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, this is a one-time thing here. We're just filling in so Lance can get some rest. And uh, just want to mention to you guys who have uh, got the Derby packages. You'll all have it by two o'clock today. Uh, I've, I've, I'm done with it. I'm just going to check uh, see if there's any late scratches and read over it one more time and make sure that. All my numbers are right because, you know, the way I play, sometimes I'll mix up a number and then people get mad at me. So I got to go over all that, but then I will email it to each and every one of you who have signed up. And after that, I am, I think I'm day drinking. All right. Well, maybe, maybe a nap involved in there. I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm so hopped up on coffee and bang that 100% taking a nap today. I, I, I feel like I, I feel like I could do four more hours right now. I, I feel like the first two hours haven't even existed. Oh, well, now they haven't. Because they're over. Yeah. And, and we got two to go. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Uh, all right. <laughs> Chicken dinner, Lance's loaf managing. <laughs> I, I, I know he meant load managing, but loaf managing kind of funny, too. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Seven five.